Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. It is July and I am so excited about a lot of different things right now. I am coming up on two years of hosting Next Level Leaders. Can you believe it? Have you been around since the beginning? Have you been a newer listener and headed back and finding gold in some of the previous episodes? Where are you at in the journey? Well, I wanted to share with you some cool stats real quick and what I'd love to see in this next month and talk about some updates. When I went to look at my stats, which I mean, I follow along to see how many people are tuning in each month, but I don't do a whole ton of digging beyond that. I love sharing my message with more people and the fact that, I mean, really that anyone listens to this, it excites me. So sometimes when you see people posting about how they have 10,000 downloads a month or something like that, I would love that. I would love to help more women, but I know that I'll grow and get there with time. So I am putting in the work and showing up for you, showing up for myself, showing up for whoever needs this. When I went to look at how many countries people have listened to Next Level Leaders podcast, there were 68 countries. At first, I had my date range wrong and it was listed at 30 countries and I was still super excited. I was thinking, oh my gosh, people in 30 different countries tune into my podcast. That's so cool. And then when I realized that was only within the last, I think 30 days or something, I extended it to the last two years and it ended up being 68. So that was obviously more than double and I am even more excited. Again, surprised, excited, I don't know. I was super stoked to see that nearly 70 countries people are tuning in to hear what I have to say. So that honestly makes me feel really special. And then I decided to look at the growth between July of 2019 to July of 2020 and July of 2020 to July of 2021 to see truly what has been the growth between the two years. And during July 1st of 2019 and July 1st of 2020, I had 3,144 downloads. And then between July 1st of 2020 and July 1st of 2021, we've had 12,298 downloads. What? That is so freaking awesome. To grow that much, honestly, I haven't even done like anything 
for growing the podcast. For a while, I was doing pretty good posting episodes on Instagram, but again, it was posting on LinkedIn, but it was posting a picture of the episode with some notes, nothing really of a big deal, and I have like 2,000 followers, so it's not like I have a huge audience to share with. So I feel like a lot of this is you sharing with other people, whether that's on social media, clicking the link that says share and sharing the link to a friend if you really loved the episode. Every little bit counts. So if you're ever tuning into an episode and you're thinking, wow, I think this is really helpful, think of who comes to mind who might also benefit from the message and share it with them. I'd love to see if there are more people who are interested. And honestly, that's how I got into podcasting in the first place, as well as far as being a listener. I was in a mom group on Facebook and I didn't even really know what podcasts were. And this was only maybe three years ago. And uh, I clicked the link for someone who said, hey, you've got to go check it out. It ended up being Jodi Moore, uh, her podcast, and I absolutely loved it. And part of her podcast and what she does helped me spark an interest in podcasting. So anything helps. Sometimes it's a comment on Facebook saying, oh, if you want help with your career, you've got to check out Next Level Leaders podcast with Nicole Harrop. It's it's impactful. It's helpful. It's fun. Whatever uh, comes to mind, obviously, for what, what you feel has been helpful for you or made a difference. It's really cool to see such a huge jump in numbers when I haven't done much but be consistent. People searching for uh, career help on different podcast apps and finding my podcast and subscribing. That's amazing. Or following now, I guess Apple's made some updates so you can now follow. I'm working behind the scenes to figure out how to get you some bonus content within this app so that it's easier for you to consume some bonus content without having to go to an outside site like Patreon. And I will obviously update you whenever I figure that out. I've, I've been I've been a one-man team this entire time, and it's been a journey. I'm really excited. That means I've hit over 15,000 downloads since the beginning, and I think that's awesome. I mean, obviously, who wouldn't want more downloads? But for me, it's been helpful to share my passion with you all. And I am excited for what the future holds. And I know that it's going to keep growing with the rate that everything's changed in the last year. I think we're headed in a good direction. However, my goal for this month, it's my birthday month. My birthday is on July 28th. And I am really excited for my two-year mark. When I was originally releasing the podcast, I was several months pregnant with my second daughter and I wanted to have my podcast go live by my birthday. I think it was right around my birthday that I posted the first kind of intro uh, sneak peek episode. But yeah, we're coming up on an anniversary and I would love, love, love to hit 20,000 downloads by the end of July. So if you are enjoying what you're hearing, I would love for you to 
uh, follow so that I would love for you to click to follow in the podcast app if you're listening on Apple. I believe now it's a plus sign in the top right corner and that will subscribe you so you get notifications for future episodes. And you will also, and it should also uh, play, and it should also auto play the next episode depending on where you're at. But I would love for you to check out some different episodes, tune in, see what you're interested in, share different podcast episodes that you're interested in with people who, like I said, might be interested. I'd love to see, again, more of the power of you as listeners and how much you make an impact because like I said I post on LinkedIn occasionally I hardly ever post on Instagram right now I need to get better at that but in reality you tuning in and sharing with other people is what is growing this audience I want to say a huge thank you and I will do another episode when we hit that anniversary mark but I am so so excited Alright, so on to next updates. And as a heads up, I am recording this episode on the 4th of July weekend. So if you hear some background noise, it is because of the fireworks still going on around my neighborhood. So today is an exciting episode And I mean, I'm always excited about my guests. I feel like I need to come up with other synonyms for excited because I frequently say, I'm so excited for this guest. I'm so excited for this guest. But I'm excited for this episode, which is a solo episode, but it's an update on my life. And I feel like for me, when I follow other podcasters, I love to know about their personal life to create more of a connection with them. And that is what I'm here for as well. So I give you different updates, sometimes at the end of episodes if it feels appropriate now, but uh, this episode is solely going to be on some updates specifically in relation to my job, in relation to my job search. I wanted to tell you the full story start to finish and you know, it's going to be a little bit lengthy. So grab some popcorn or peanut M&Ms. Those are kind of my jam lately. I go through phases of different things that I love. Saltwater taffy. Mm, so good. Grab some of that. All right. I'm going to pull up my document that I've referred to several times in previous episodes, which I labeled job search progress. I know pretty fancy. I honestly copied and pasted every single job description that I applied for so that if I got followed up with, I could go back and look at the actual job description. I could add notes of jobs that I wanted to proactively reach out to and all the things. I've got 181 pages of job descriptions copied and pasted onto this document. My first interview was on March 29th and I started applying for jobs. Let me scroll down. 
the first jobs that I started applying to was on March 22nd. My favorite number, 22. Perfectly fitting. Did not realize that. Okay, so I got an interview pretty quickly then because on March 29th, I had a first interview with a company who ended up wanting to take me to a final round of interviews and potentially offer me the position, but I wasn't loving the company overall when I was trying to picture me working for that company and what they did, what they offered as a service. I wasn't totally stoked on, so I ended up following up with them after they offered me a final interview and were asking for my schedule. I let them know that it didn't feel right and that I was going to kindly have to decline. They asked for some feedback and it was a great experience to be able to provide some information and I mean it wasn't really anything against them personally. It was the type of work that I would have been doing was not what I was really excited about for my next step. Overall I had 29 interviews that I wrote down on my document I could be off by a couple, but I tried to be as precise on here as possible because I wanted to write down who I had interviewed with so that I made sure I sent a thank you email or a follow-up email in regards to my interview. That also includes phone screens. So there were several companies that I had an initial phone screen with and they ended up already hiring another candidate before I moved on to next steps or whatever have you. So that included phone screens and actual interviews after a phone screen with, and that included all companies. So some, some companies I had several interviews with some, like I mentioned, I didn't make it past the initial phone screen. So if you are tuning in thinking, man, I don't always make it past a phone screen. Something must be wrong with me. Nope. I am a career coach. I feel like several companies, as I was going through the process, I feel like I'm pretty intuitive for the most part and could feel, okay, yes, this is a good fit. No, this isn't a good fit. So when they would turn me down, it was very much mutual. There were a couple that I was a little surprised with thinking, wait a second, I feel like I could be a really great fit here. But honestly, when I thought about it later, I thought, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense now that I realize it sounds like they don't necessarily have a great work-life balance. One company asked me if I would still be doing my podcast if I got hired. And I thought that was so interesting to ask if you have a hobby, would you still do it if you were working? So that felt extremely out of alignment for me. Maybe they don't realize, I mean, the podcast takes some work for sure. But if they are thinking that I'm going to be dedicating 10, 12, 14 hour work days, that's definitely not going to be what I want right now in my life and some people that works really great and for me that is not what I'm looking for. So I wanted to give you a heads up of kind of where I I went through in the process where I hit a really low low and where I'm really excited to be starting a, a job and where I'm really excited to be starting in my next career move. So Here's the rest of story time. Okay, so I interviewed for a couple of places. 
initially I applied for places that were remote only and I wasn't making a ton of progress. Then I thought, okay, I'll apply for some local places and hope that they have a little bit of a hybrid schedule because honestly, I have a great workspace here in my home. I have a home office and all of the setup here and it's great. And the kids daycare that I got set up is right up the street. So it's very convenient to be working from home. I've worked from home for at least two years and I've worked from home for at least two years with different companies and feel like with my kids going into daycare, obviously I would have even more focus. So I wasn't concerned about that aspect of things. So I started applying for some local positions because we've got a lot of amazing companies here in Salt Lake City, Utah and Silicon Slopes is not too far of a drive. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to do it every single day during the week if I could be more flexible, but I was certainly becoming more open to it. So I applied to work with a friend of mine and I went in and the process with that company, I got an interview pretty quickly. I had to do a video response to some questions and in it, it said I could go back and re-record if I wanted to, but it would mark how many times I re-recorded it, obviously, so you don't think that it's perfect, but it's perfect because I took 30 minutes on one answer. So I thought, okay, great, I'll answer it, and I totally screwed up on the first answer because I thought I'd be able to re-record it, and when I podcast, I can stop and restart and then go back and edit it. So because I was kind of in that mindset of, oh, it's easy to fix, I totally flubbed up and ended up stopping it thinking I could go back and record. But because I couldn't, or maybe I just didn't figure out where to do that, it just abruptly stopped. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is not a great start. So I answered the rest of the questions, assuming that I wasn't going to be able to go back and do a second or third or however many video redos. And at the end, it's like, select which video you would like to submit as your final video. And I thought, there isn't an option. Like, I have to submit these. I don't know if it was a glitch on my computer or what. So I submitted all of them, including the one that was honestly atrocious. And I thought, you know what, how do I fix this? So I followed up because I had the email of the gentleman who uh, would be the hiring manager. And I went on zoom and I recorded a response and I was honest and used one response from my zoom recording. And I submitted that I said, Hey, I went in and answered all the questions. Uh, I did not see an option to record more than one time. So the first question, I did not make it through a total answer that I was happy with. So I re-recorded on Zoom. This is my second attempt. And I submitted that video and kind of like made a joke out of it saying, you know, appreciate if you have even made it this far and or if if you watch this video. Great. If not, you're going to be left on quite a cliffhanger is what I think I said. 
So it was just fun and lighthearted. And the guy wrote back really quickly and uh, said that he loved how I approached it and how I made the correction and requested that we have an interview the next day. So it ended up being an interview with most of their team. It's a very small team. And I thought that was really cool. I knew two people who worked there. I didn't realize there was a second gentleman who I knew who worked there. And the other guy I knew was unable to make it to that event, to my interview. So I interviewed with a couple different people, including the hiring manager. And they all took turns asking me some questions. Afterwards, he said that they would basically reconvene and afterwards he said they would review together how they felt I did in the interview and follow up with next steps. Well, when I went to check my email several hours later, I looked at the timestamp and it was three minutes after I had finished my interview. He responded saying, quickest deliberation we've ever had We'd love to get you in for next steps, which would be a workday interview. So there wasn't a lot of information shared about what the workday would entail, but it was an entire shift for the most part, including they had a catered lunch that came in, which was amazing. But I showed up there. I mean, this was the first time I was going to be away from both of my kids in a couple of years since Charlotte was born. And I brought them to a babysitter nearby. I didn't even have time to really grab breakfast. So I was starving by the time we ended up getting lunch. It was a lot to take in because I had been working from home part time. I had a very flexible schedule. So this being there in person, on and ready to go. So I started working through their workday process. And I kind of thought I'd be able to sit and listen to some calls or video chats with customers to get a better sense of the company, but it didn't quite go that way. They had me doing some outbound kind of customer feedback, see how people are liking the system. A little bit difficult, obviously, because I've never seen the system and I didn't really understand what the company fully did. So for me, it came off a little disingenuous in my approach for those phone calls because I didn't really know how to come across authentic when asking these questions. So uh, that was a little bit tough. And he gave me some feedback that I was a little too professional in my approach, which I mean, I've worked in call centers my entire life. So professional is what we do, but I tried to change an approach and I tried to adjust and change my approach similar to what he was saying. And of course that didn't feel very authentic to me, but I was implementing the feedback and We kind of worked through the day. They did an interview with the other co-founder. They were asking me what my next couple of years looked like. What what do I want my career to look like in the next couple of years? And I know that they weren't very stoked about how I responded to that because at the end of the day, and again, I feel like I can read energy pretty well and people's body language. So at the very end of the day, when I was meeting with this with this hiring manager, he brought up that question again and said that they had some concerns. Well, he actually didn't say they had some concerns. He said, there's no wrong way to answer where I see myself in three to five years. But obviously, my answer wasn't to their liking because he was asking me about it again. So I went into it a little bit more in depth and Again, reading his body language, I knew from that moment that he came to chat with me that I wasn't going to get hired. 
And honestly, I left that interview feeling really defeated and I almost cried because I felt like I had gotten such good feedback to have an interview scheduled so quickly, getting such good feedback. He had initially commented on the videos saying that they were the best responses he'd seen. So I'd gotten so much positive feedback. I don't know if I went in and they were thinking I was going to be so much better and then because I wasn't 100% perfect that they thought that that was concerning. Uh, A couple of things that they had me work on uh, was like a help center article. I had to copy and paste and do a walkthrough of kind of troubleshooting through how to upload this document. And he had said, hey, ask me any questions anytime you need. And when I got stuck for a minute, I asked a couple of questions. And part of the feedback was that he felt like I asked too many questions. So it was obviously not going to fit. And I, I thought that was very conflicting information to say, hey, ask if you have questions, but then JK, don't ask any questions. So that was something that I quickly realized that me and this manager would not be a right fit for my learning style and his leadership style. So although that was a tough experience and a lot of time commitment, they did pay me for that workday, which was great, but a lot that went into the process and to have it not work out was a little bit defeating, obviously. During that same time, I had been interviewing with this other company and I was kind of thinking, okay, this other one that I just told you about seems really promising, really exciting. So I was waiting to follow up with this other company that I had already gone through the full process with. So this other company is also local here in Salt Lake and I had applied for it because some other friends work for this company as well. I had been referred and applied to that company and everything seemed like it was going pretty great in the initial process. And then I had uh, my first interview and one of the leaders who interviewed me, I had worked with previously and it was at the company that I was laid off at. So if you've listened to my story. It's the first episode. Uh, I talk about being laid off at this company and I've talked about it in other episodes as well. But this, this woman who was interviewing me asked very bluntly, uh, why I was let go and that she had heard rumors about certain things. And it really threw me for a loop. I did not anticipate being asked a question like that in an interview and thought that Perhaps if this person had questions about me getting laid off, that there was time for them to do that within the last four years of me exiting that company. So it felt very off-putting and uh, I honestly tried to do my best in explaining my side or my point of view of what happened during that time and Honestly, after that first interview, I thought there's no way. I got along extremely well with the other leader who is above the the one that I used to work with. And I was like, there's no going back. Like, there's no way I'm going to hear back from them. So I kind of wrote it off. And then a couple days later, uh, I followed up because that's what you do, right? To kind of see where I'm at. Was I going to be moved on? Were they for sure turning me down? And the recruiter said that he got great feedback from my interview. I mean, mind you, 
that one question was pretty much the only thing we talked about. It was a short interview. I didn't get a lot of time. So there wasn't any, really any other questions focused on anything else than uh, me being laid off. So that's why I thought there's no way. I was very confused. Uh, I did a second interview and this one was with several people. So the interview was about two hours long. And I interviewed with people in different departments and different levels of leadership. Some people who uh, would be kind of at my same level to see uh, what they thought. And my friend uh, texted me and said that the two gentlemen who interviewed me who uh, would be at my same level in different departments both had great things to say about me. One, she said he would hire me on the spot if he could, which was really sweet of him to say. And I got along uh, with both of them really great in my conversations. So I basically went through that whole process. I was feeling pretty good about it. I did have a second interview with that same woman who I'd previously worked with, who had kind of asked some interesting questions about me being laid off. And she had said that she didn't intend for it to be something that really threw me off and that she wasn't judging me based off of that. So for me, I'm not 100% sure why the questions were asked, if that wasn't going to be taken into consideration for my employment, like why that time was spent on that question. But I was ready to say, you know what, I'm happy. Like I know my worth. I know I'm a great leader. I know that I can do really great things for companies and teams and make a difference. So I was more than happy to say, hey, I'm okay if people have have said certain things that are making you a little bit maybe hesitant to hire me but if you're going to choose to hire me I'm going to prove to you that I am an amazing team member so I was really looking forward to the opportunity to do that looking forward to work to working with some uh, friends who I'd previously worked with and loved working with so I was pretty much putting all my eggs into that that basket I ended up stopping the interview process as well with other companies, which I had shared in another Monday message to make sure that you continue interviewing and moving along with the process within other companies in case something happens to you like it happened to me where the position was put on hold. That was really hard for me because I really thought that I was going to get this job offer. I was told by the recruiter that they were going to be offering me the position, but he was headed off on vacation. So all I needed to do was fill out my background check. And when he got back from vacation, he would be sharing with me what the offer was. So I stopped interviewing. I stopped applying for jobs and I was saying, okay, I'm either going to start with this class in June or this other class in June. There were two training classes starting in June and I needed to figure out which one was going to make most sense uh, for me. So then when the recruiter got back in town, I reached out to get an update and I wasn't hearing back. I followed up again and I was getting some conflicting feedback. Oh, we're figuring out your offer. We're figuring out what training class we're going to have you start in because I had girls camp with my church at the end of June. I understood that a late June class was not going to work for me because I would have to miss that time. We were trying to figure out what uh, training class that I was going to fit into. That all made sense to me. I got a request to do a video chat with the recruiter. I thought, okay, that's kind of interesting to do a video chat 
for a job offer, but okay. Because I even messaged at the recruiter saying, hey, should I be expecting my offer today? Like I was very much expecting an offer. I was being confident in the words that I was speaking. I wasn't saying, hey, just checking in. I wanted to know I'm if I'm an inconvenience, you know, follow up with me next week. No, I had been put off for almost two weeks now because the, he went on vacation and then I was following up to see, hey, what's going on? Being more assertive. So he reached out saying that he wanted to chat via video and I hopped on a video chat with him. I again could read his demeanor like this gentleman from the previous place that I told you when we started chatting. And he said, I don't know how transparent I should be. And I was like, oh, great. So I thought a bunch of different things. Maybe the offer is coming in lower than I expected. Maybe I can't start until July. Maybe I can't this or that, right? But he told me that they were putting a hiring hold but they were, but he told me they were putting a hold on hiring for now, which was definitely frustrating because it was a several week process uh, from start to finish and not including the time that I was kind of put on hold while they were, while he was out of town and whatnot. But to go through this whole process and have that be what holds me back felt so frustrating, taking the wind right out of my sails. And I was really feeling defeated, really feeling low and bummed because I thought this was my next opportunity. I had been texting with my friend who is a manager there as well saying, Hey, walk me through a day in the life. Let's talk about it. What do your one-on-ones look like? What do what does the quality assurance process look like? What have your one-on-ones been like with other leaders? How have things been going? Really getting in the mindset of working for this company. So when I got that feedback, I was really bummed and feeling extremely low. And I'm going to insert a video clip. Obviously, you'll hear the audio part but I'm going to leave it unedited. My daughter is in the background and you hear her saying that she needs to go to the bathroom. So she runs inside because I was on our front porch. You can hear some birds chirping in the background or cars driving by, but I filmed a video because I was thinking, do I want to share something on social media? Do I not? Like what, what do I do? I don't want to be seen as someone who's emotional labeled as emotional or unstable by any means, but I wanted to document how I felt in that moment because like I said, it was such a low. So I'm going to insert that here and kind of let you hear what was on my heart. I was obviously uh, crying a little bit through that video and that's what I was feeling in that moment. I was really sad because I was so excited for this opportunity and to be told that it's not going to happen was a super let down and uh, yeah so I'll play that right now I wanted to film a video I don't even know if I'll put it on social media or what maybe it's cathartic to talk through and maybe re-listen to at some point I don't know but uh, I do want to be my authentic self. I feel like that phrase gets thrown around and it's kind of 
not even authentic itself anymore if that makes sense but uh, I I got turned down from a position today and I there's a lot of thoughts behind it I mean it, it's like not even a for sure thing yet but it was kind of like tabled the position at this time but um I think not a lot of people talk about oh like I didn't get what I want and now I'm bummed about it right like it happens to all of us all the time in different situations and when it's with a career maybe it doesn't seem as impactful so why like be upset over it right um, but like this is the side that maybe a lot of people don't see maybe it's behind closed doors and like it's it's hard right um so i think part of it is with my pride like this is what i help women through i help women get promoted at work i help women through the interviewing process so part of me was like oh this is gonna be a walk in the park as soon as i decided i wanted to do some full-time work so that my coaching could continue to be more of a passion project and not something that i needed to make money on uh, i'd love to like do more free stuff like and keep it as a passion and and a hobby instead of as a source of income so i part of my pride was like oh you're telling the universe you want a job like sweet you're just gonna get job offers uh because i have had that i have had people proactively reach out and whether it was timing or what have you like I, I didn't always accept offers but there were times when I did accept offers that uh, I never even interviewed for so putting myself out there and then like putting putting the search on hold because I didn't feel right if I was told that I was be, would be getting an offer from this company uh, then to uh, keep interviewing like for my own integrity that didn't seem right. Mommy, come inside. Okay, just a second, sweetie. And, okay. And part of, hurry, run, run, run. <laughs> I swear that girl. Um, part of it too is, yeah, I am like obviously frustrated that I haven't been looking at this point because I, could have been farther along in the process uh with another company but at the end of the day like i know with my own values like <laughs> why do i get emotional over that part i don't know um that it wouldn't feel right to be interviewing with other companies if i was interested in this other one and it sounded like it was gonna work out um so the hiring like has been put on hold and it's just it is frustrating such are many things in life right there's a lot of stuff that we hope works out and last minute it doesn't and maybe that means that something better is in store i don't know like that's the hope right but um definitely feeling defeated in this moment So like weirder does one eye water more than the other when you're crying mine's always my left eye it's 
definitely the bigger water source. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, what's my point in sharing this? Obviously, more for myself, but also for like anyone else who struggle. Like, you see the posts on LinkedIn after they find a job. That's when they post that all of this, like, they made it through and they persevered. But, like, who was there during the middle of that struggle? I'm definitely grateful for, for a good support system and, like, my husband and my friends and my family. And I know my worth, like, so when I've gotten other turndowns, like, I know my worth. And if a company can't see that in a couple of interviews, like, I understand that. That's okay. I'm not a right fit for everyone for sure, but I do know my worth and that's why I thought this position was going to work out. Okay, one second. So, uh, yeah, I, I want people to reach out and like, these are those moments where you feel weak and you feel like I just have to keep pushing on by myself, but you don't like reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, reach out to someone because everyone's going through something all right after hearing that video it always makes me a little somber because thinking back now obviously I'm in such a better place it's July 4th that video was filmed on May 21st and if you haven't tuned into the Monday message about continuing to apply for other jobs until you have an actual job offer, I talk about how I didn't have an interview from May 5th was my last interview with this other company. So not the one I got turned down for because they were putting the, they were putting a freeze on hiring, but that one was on April 30th. So my final interview with them was April 30th. So now you can kind of see the timeline. I didn't end up uh, hearing back as a final response until May 21st. And I didn't have another interview between, you know, being told I'm going to get a job offer and then getting turned down, of course, until May 25th. From May 5th to May 25th, I didn't have any progress. So that was really frustrating. That's a big chunk of time to not really be making any progress. So what I did after I had that turned down or being told that the uh, position is being put on hold for now, feeling very frustrated. I mean, I understood. I totally understand from a business point of view if it makes sense not to to do that higher. But it was frustrating to be on the receiving end of that because I've totally done that as part of the hiring process and then having the CEO be like, wait a second, we're actually not gonna hire for that role. I get that that's very frustrating and I felt so bad for putting any applicants through that whole process that didn't even turn out to anything. I could understand on that side because I've also been in the process of doing that to someone else unintentionally through other 
company. So I understood, but that didn't mean it didn't hurt. I was feeling so frustrated and obviously sitting in my emotions. So what I did next was I said, you know what? I just, I got this feeling that said in my heart that if I'm not following my own advice and asking for help, I'm not going to make the progress that I want to make. So although I made some progress with this company, right, I was told I was going to get an offer and everything seemed fine and dandy because I had reached out to a friend saying that I'm starting to look for work and she said, oh my gosh, you have to apply here. So part of that was a conversation, but it wasn't me saying I needed help. It was more so me saying I'm looking for work and that's where our conversation headed. But I knew that if something really great was going to come along, I needed to start asking for help. I went to LinkedIn and I really had to drop my pride because as I said in that message recording that I thought it would be easy for me to find a job and maybe if in the beginning on March 22nd if I had gone to LinkedIn in the first place saying hey I'm looking for work maybe I would have gone down a different path maybe I would have found something much sooner I don't know. But I kind of did things behind closed doors a little bit because I am also building another company where I do want to help entry-level team members grow and develop their soft skills with Grovio, my corporate program. And I didn't want people to maybe think, oh, she's started growing this other program and now is putting it on hold and looking for, you know, quote unquote, a real job type thing. So that all felt like, oh, I need to kind of do this on my own. And a little side note of why I've decided in the first place that I feel like I want to have a full-time job with a consistent income is has a lot to do with uh, my mom being in jail serving a prison sentence. She's been in five years now. She has one more year to go before the parole board will, will see her and potentially she can uh, be released. But she's really struggled with financial decisions and making poor uh, choices with finances. And that's what got her uh, into trouble with trading with her day trading in the stock market with people's money and unfortunately not doing as well as she was saying she was doing. So uh, financially, it looked like everything was great, but it really wasn't. And she really kind of dug herself into a hole. And because of that, obviously she's suffering the consequences now because uh, she lost a lot of money of uh, people's, but because she wasn't honest in that, a lot of things went downhill. And now she's serving time for, for the crimes that she committed financially. So for me, I financial stability is very important. And although I'm so excited about Grovio, about coaching, all the things in relation to helping people in these entry-level positions, I don't feel like I can grow a business without feeling like I have some stability. So I am really excited to continue the growth of while I am also working and doing amazing at my full-time job now. Okay, so back to the story of like, who cares? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this will help you. So that's why I'm walking through this. Really, it's cathartic for me to talk through 
kind of where I was at in different processes. But yeah, I, again, it, but I hope that it can be helpful for you. If nothing else, you can just learn more about me and how I am a hundred percent normal like everyone else and also struggle. I had posted on LinkedIn and what do you know, started getting responses, but several of them were for multi-level marketing, direct sales, insurance sales as an independent contractor, all the things. And I was like, nope, pass, pass, pass. So I had a gentleman reach out and he said, Hey, Nicole, I have, I have a company that I work for and we are looking to hire for some other positions. And I think you might be a great fit. I'm actually going to go find his actual LinkedIn message. Hang tight. Okay, his first message, which is also so funny that I actually had a company that I partnered with to help do some proactive reach out for Grovio to see who might be a good fit for my program. And it was the actual assistant who was working on my LinkedIn who actually reached out. That's how I connected with this person in the first place. So there's that. Like, it's just wild how everything connected. So my VA had copied and pasted several messages to this person and he never replied not once and then because we were connected he said hi Nicole we and then he inserts company name might have some exciting roles that might fit what you're looking for do you want to grab 15 minutes next week to discuss best regards he adds his name so I said hey that sounds great the website looks cool for what your company does I'm pretty wide open on Tuesday if that might work for you blah 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 we connect so he sends me a calendar invite and we have a first meeting and he says, and he's doing his introduction, all that good stuff. Honestly, I don't think I had looked too much into his uh, specific LinkedIn, but I did look at the actual company website. Like I mentioned, I wouldn't have said that if I hadn't, but I hadn't done a whole lot of looking into his background or anything and thought, okay, yeah, like let's chat. I'm totally open. I've got a million other things going on. So I didn't really think much else of it until we had our conversation. So we start talking and he tells me, Hey, I was talking to another colleague about how we need to hire for some of these other positions. And he thought I hadn't gone on LinkedIn for, I think he said two months. I can't remember if it was two or three, but it was a co- at least a couple of months that he had not been on LinkedIn at all. And he logged onto LinkedIn and he said, the first post I saw was your resume. Because as I mentioned, after getting that, that turn down or that feedback that I wasn't going to be starting with this other company, I went to LinkedIn to ask for help and I basically said, hey, if you or anyone you know is looking for a customer support manager, uh, that is what I'm looking to do. I am a leader of teams. Here is my resume. I put it all out there for the world to see and view and judge and that is what pulled up first on his feed. 
So that we were joking is fate and you know you never know how that's gonna go in a first interview because who knows maybe the candidate turns out to be completely different than your first impression of them but we were both laughing and saying how it was fate that they that he found my resume and all the things and how we connected and it was really cool. It was a great conversation. I told him how I have a podcast that is a huge passion project of mine and why I know I would be a great benefit to someone's team because here I am. I do a podcast for free sharing content every single week for the most part of uh, what can help people grow and advance in their careers. So he thought that was really cool. He was actually pointing at his own podcast mic that I could see in his actual video And he says he has a podcast. He had this super cool setup behind him of all of these like action figures and collectible items that were all in their boxes. Uh, And he also has a podcast and was talking like saying all the perfect things about team members needing to grow every couple of years or maybe they're not the right fit or maybe they need to go and try different things and see what else might be a good fit for them in other departments and Uh, how they really need someone who's a great people leader of this team that they have right now and saying how uh, their entry-level team members weren't making enough for the kind of caliber of team members that they wanted to have. So they raised the entry-level salary quite significantly. So he was saying all the right things and I was super stoked. And uh, we continued the conversation It was kind of interesting with with this company because I started kind of towards the top with this person I connected with and kind of worked my way, not necessarily down by any means, but like usually you start entry level as far as uh, as far as like the steps in the process of interviewing you start with maybe a recruiter or someone from HR or whoever who does the phone screen and then you get passed on to the hiring manager or maybe it's another leader and then the actual CEO or someone higher up, a senior manager, director interviews you. So it was interesting to kind of start towards the top. And then he said, okay, I want you to meet with this person and this person and this person and this person. I was like, okay, wow, this might be a long process. But I thought, hey, you know, I'm going to keep looking for other jobs because in the video that I recorded in May, I said that it felt out of alignment for me to interview for other companies when I was told I was being get, going to receive an offer. Uh, I had actually turned down interview offers because I thought I was going to get this job offer. So that quickly changed my opinion after being put through a tough situation. I realized, okay, it's actually smart to continue the process although being transparent, I think is helpful as well. So I was starting to go through this process and things were seeming really great. I also was obviously, like I said, applying for other positions and I ended up having a interview uh, with this other company and I had no idea even after the initial phone screen with the company what they did. This one was another local company. So that was interesting as well. Found a local company and then one that would be 100% remote. So this one was interesting because I did not understand fully what they did even after speaking with the recruiter, which was kind of intriguing to me 
because I love learning new things and being becoming a master or subject matter expert. Uh, this sounded very much like it would be a challenge for me to uh, learn something new because I'm confident in my leadership style and my leadership abilities, but learning a whole new type of way of this system that's kind of being completely new for a lot of people sounded really cool. So uh, I hope it's not too confusing with me kind of hopping back and forth with these different companies. Obviously, I don't want to give away like too much information of places that I've interviewed for. I don't think that's helpful anyways. So the initial one that I applied for, that one's interviewed. That company will just say is company A. And then this other one that I mentioned is confusing that I didn't really know what they fully did. We'll call company B because that's the order that I talked with them. All right. So then it kind of came down to these two companies. I had a couple other companies that I was interested in and working through, but it didn't end up working out for either I wasn't as interested or vice versa, uh, which was okay. Like I said, I'm not a right fit for everyone and that's okay. So it comes down to company A and company B. I was really interested in company A, the virtual only, and I had met with a lot of their team members. Everyone talked about how they loved working there. Everyone who I had talked to had worked there for at least six to nine years and had moved up into different roles at least every three years, sometimes uh, two years, but at, for sure within three years, which again, this higher up leader told me that's what they believe in. That's what they want to have happen. So to see all these different leaders who have been in these different positions was really cool to see. That was showing me proof that, you know, what he was saying was actually true. And I was making it through the different interviews with this person and with these people. And it was really great. I didn't have anything negative really to think about at all. And then as I started making progress with company B, so I had one initial, so I had one phone screen interview. I had a video interview with the hiring manager and I believe her senior manager or like her direct leader. And then my next interview with company B was with the co-founder of the company. And she really only had, I think, two questions for me and then turned the time over to me to ask any questions that I had. And I was thinking, okay, either this is really good or really bad because I had a really hard time reading her. I felt like things were going well and she was speaking as if I was going to be hired versus if I was going to be hired. So I was trying to take that as a positive note. And afterwards, I forgot to ask what next steps would be after that interview. And the recruiter reached out immediately and said, hey, we want to offer you a position. And like I mentioned, I have girls camp that was scheduled for the last week of June. And I had said, you know, I could start sooner if needed. I obviously didn't do a good job of looking at my calendar to say how quickly I could start. They wanted me to, they wanted to hire me 
within, I think it was three business days. I want to say my interview was on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday, whatever June 8th was, is what I have listed here. Let's go back and look. Yep. June 8th was a Tuesday. So they offered me the job on Tuesday, June 8th, and they wanted me to start on that next Monday. So the offer was initially for starting on June 14th. And I was thinking, holy cow, I was not expecting a job offer that quickly. And I wasn't sure about starting for two weeks after like looking at the calendar and seeing, okay, I would only be there for two weeks before taking another full week off and then coming back in. So, and I was going through the final process of uh, company A, having one more group interview. So I was trying to figure out what do I do? Do I accept this offer and hope that this other company decides like yes or no? Because my interview with the group interview that I was going to have was, wasn't until June 15th. So that would have been after I had already started if I was going to accept for a June 14th start date. So I was kind of freaking out because they wanted to hear back by Friday at, because they wanted to hear back by Wednesday, close of business. And life was crazy around that time. I was actually going to be starting another interview and my babysitter had texted me saying that her dog had bit my daughter's face and I immediately emailed the uh, guy who was going to be interviewing me saying I have to cancel family emergency. I went to pick up my daughter. Turns out she needed stitches in her right under her lip from these dog marks and that was a stressful day and trying to figure out oh my gosh am I going to accept this offer? What does this look like for this other company? I hadn't been in a position where it was kind of narrowed down to a couple uh, different companies. So I kind of had reached out to some other past colleagues and friends saying, what should I do? I help give advice and guidance in this area, but it's been a while since it's been such a quick turnover to be providing a response. So I wrote to company B to the recruiter and I said, hey, Thank you so much for uh, the offer. I am really excited about Company B. I do want to be transparent that I am in the final stages with another company. And I would like to see it through to make sure that I'm making the best decision, not only for me, but for the company that I end up working for. And I said, With that information, if you would like me to start on June 14th, I will. But I have my other interview with this other company right around that same time. I think at the time I didn't have an actual date just yet. I knew that I was having one more interview though. So they said, you know, we'll do... So she wrote back and said, don't worry about signing the paperwork. The hiring manager will be reaching out to you. So that was all fine and dandy. Then I ended up getting uh, coffee with this uh, hiring manager who I would be reporting to. And that put another wrench in things because I was really excited about company A and pretty much was thinking I was going with company A. And then all of a sudden company B, I I go out and get coffee with this person and 
she is amazing. I mean, she has done so many cool things in her career. She would be such an amazing mentor. I really thought it would be great to have a direct female leader and then having a co-founder who was a female as well, I thought was really great. So that was helping kind of be something cool. She has never been a leader of a call center type environment. So I knew that she would rely on me for a lot of that information. And so I felt needed and wanted in that regard. And we had a really great discussion. She was very open, very honest about things that are going well there, things that, you know, maybe maybe I would find not so great per. I don't know how to put that, but I really appreciated her honesty. She said she would answer honestly for all the questions. And even though some of them weren't necessarily exactly what I wanted to hear, she was honest and I I will always appreciate honesty. And she said that was something that was big for her was trust and honesty within a relationship. Then I was thinking I was going to go with that company and, you know, I thought maybe I won't even do this other interview. I'm really kind of on board with this local company again and and kind of the growth and excitement that is happening there. And then I had my interview. It was a group interview with this other company. And again, I'm thinking, okay, great. Like they're both amazing companies. One's remote, one's local. What do I do? Pay, of course. I mean, it's something that comes into the conversation, but it wasn't something that was going to be for sure driving my response. But this other company, so company B, raised their offer, which was great. I've never been in a position really where someone's said, we want you so badly, we're willing to raise uh, your salary. So they resent a job offer with a new update of needing to know by Friday the 18th of June. So I had that whole week to kind of figure out what was going on, what was happening. I was very much assertive and proactive in my communication with the initial person from company A who I had initially been talking with saying, hey, this is what's going on. I've been offered a position with this other company. They have extended their offer deadline. So I really need to know what's going to happen. And they ended up saying, yes, you will be getting a job offer. But remember, we've been through that before. They said to expect it within 10 days. And I wasn't sure what to think there because that was going to be pushing into that next week of interview. That was going to be pushing past the time frame of when I needed to sign this other offer letter. So I had reached out and had the conversation that I needed to know. I'm thinking. So company B extended the job offer and I reached out to company A to let them know what was happening. And they said that I would know within that I should receive uh, or expect a job offer within 10 days. 
And they didn't clarify if that was 10 business days or 10 total days, which would have been on day eight, if we're counting total days. Day eight would be the deadline for me to sign this offer with company B. So I was kind of freaking out because I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to accept a job offer from company B if I did want to end up working with company A, but I needed a job offer in front of me to sign because I was feeling so out of sorts with the whole thing that happened previously, right? So it was a lot of back and forth. Honestly, what it came down to, I I talked with my husband. He was very supportive saying, whatever you want, I'm going to be happy for you. So you choose what you think is best. And I thought, okay, company A is going to need me to travel here and there for some initial training. Uh, They're out on the East Coast, so I don't know what that might look like. Company B is, you know, consistent being working in the actual office. So going back to the commute and all that kind of stuff, did I want that? The hours were slightly different in the sense that Company A's hours were a little bit better with my ideal uh, schedule versus company B. And I ended up calling my sister and I was like, I need you to help walk me through this. Like, what should I do? Both of them sound great. I don't know exactly what direction I'm heading in. And between, uh, sorry, before I had talked to one of my sisters, a company A did tell me, so remember that company B, I already know what they're offering me for salary Uh, and benefits and all that great stuff. Company A, I'm not quite sure. Initially, I received a band that he had mentioned, but it was like between, it was like a $30,000 difference pay scale. So at the lowest was really great and at the highest was really amazing. So I thought, you know, who knows until you actually receive the offer, right? So I go back and... I ended up talking with him over the phone, the main guy that I had been talking to kind of all along. And he had, I had been very clear about what my job offer was as far as the salary range, as far as the salary amount. And he said that they would offer at least $5,000 higher than this other job offer. So I was like, okay, again, not a huge difference of making changing my whole mind he reminded me about some other benefits that I had forgotten about that I was like oh yeah that's super helpful so then I go and talk to my sister and she's talking me through she's obviously been there for me through the ups and the downs and everything that's going on she knows obviously my life really well and I was describing the different companies to her she was saying I know that you're conflicted and that, you know, you know that you would do so great with both of these companies and you know a little bit more of a bigger picture of what company B is offering you and that's why you feel like maybe company B is the right fit for you. And I really did have my heart set on company B and then she was saying, but I think what you really are wanting and needing is what company A has to offer you. And as we started talking through the different things of the schedule, of the flexibility, of the empowerment, all of these things. And again, some of uh, what I heard about company B as far as working kind of crazy hours right now because of all these cool things that are happening. Honestly, if I was looking for work right before I had kids, company B would be such a cool opportunity. Honestly, such a cool opportunity. But company A really is 
where I think that it has a really great stability and flexibility and all the things. They were so focused on family first several times. I had interviews where the kiddos were running around in the background and they were asking to see them and saying how they entertain children, you know, during team meetings and all the things. So that again, helped reassure me through the whole process. This is getting super long. All right, summing it up. So I ended up talking with company A on the deadline of needing to accept this other offer because their HR team at company A was, I don't know, kind of not going very quickly for obviously what I wanted. I don't know what happens behind the scenes there because I haven't been hired there yet. But I was really nervous because he was telling me I was going to get this offer, but they couldn't get it in because some things had happened uh, where they couldn't finalize the paperwork until the next week. So I said, you know, this is a big uh, leap of faith in a, in a way for me because I'm turning down this other opportunity who has already so graciously extended uh, the offer for me for an additional week to hope that this truly does work out the way that they are saying. And he was, I mean, he's, to me, I've gotten a very great vibe from him from the beginning. So I trusted that he was being honest and in the delays and what was going on. And he ended up saying that the offer was even another uh, $5,000 on top of what was initially discussed. So obviously I'm not going to say no to that and finalizing all the benefits and stock options, all that great stuff. So I was really excited and finally got the actual offer that next week on a Tuesday, which ironically was another 22nd number. June 22nd, I got my official offer and yeah, I am starting on July 6th will be my first day. So I hope to release this episode tomorrow. So I hope to release this episode on the 6th and I'm really excited. Like I'm so stoked. I really don't know fully what to expect because my last week, because the week that we were finalizing paperwork and all that great stuff. I was headed to girls camp and wanted to be present with the girls that I was with. So I really wasn't on my phone much. I did find out that they want me to fly out to Virginia and I'm excited for that. I will be doing that on the week of the uh, 12th to the 16th and uh, can't wait to meet more people from my team, more people from the company, see people in person. Really like in my first couple of weeks, I think that's such an amazing opportunity. It's really cool that they are doing kind of a company-wide training. Again, I don't know all of the details. I was kind of going back and forth a little bit right towards the end of the week and then of course July 5th is likely going to be closed for most places in observance of the 4th. I don't know what my week, my first week on the job is going to look like, but I'm excited about it. And it was really cool for everything to come full circle on getting an amazing opportunity, truly two amazing opportunities presented to me after I followed my own advice 
of asking for help. And sure, company B was not uh, someone that I got connected with. I ended up actually knowing one of the previous founders that I've worked for knows the founders of company B. So it, it helped that he put in a good word for me that they knew I would be a great addition to their team. But... I'm really excited and I know that because I started asking for help more amazing opportunities started coming up and even another company that I was really excited about but because their hiring manager had such a busy schedule they couldn't fit me in until uh, too late so I didn't really get a chance to explore them but I am confident and excited about the position that I accepted and I can't wait to give you all more updates about what that's like and what's going on. So if you're interested, feel free to go follow go follow me over on Instagram at Nicole.harrop for updates on the job and all things, all things podcast and job updates and everything that's to come. But I am excited to be releasing some more episodes. I have some really great guest episodes coming up that I am really stoked to share with you and I'll be sharing more throughout the month because I know when I release more episodes I typically get more downloads because people are excited to see what's new who are currently a subscriber so again if you want to help me potentially hit that 20,000 mark by my two years that would be amazing uh, I typically get, I think my highest month in total was maybe around 1,500 downloads. So it's a big ask for uh, me to say, let's hit 5,000. But I think it's a fun challenge and uh, I'm going to do what I can over on my end to share on social media different popular episodes, different fun episodes that I've done in the past. And yeah, I'm looking forward to what's to come, but I am... Uh, obviously in much better spirits and so much happier that my interview process is now over and I'm really excited to be starting a job on the day that this podcast episode is going to be released. So celebrate with me and cheers to new opportunities. All right, until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.